because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Before I go to work, I would like to say to everyone that I'm sorry the way I acted last night. I guess I'm just a silly fool who's star for affection. <laughs> Actually, I would like to meet Chester before I go. I've decided that we should all be adult about this whole thing. Well, you can't meet him, dear. Poor Chester worked all night, and he said he wanted to get a good rest before he helps me around the house today. Fine. But, uh, let's not get too adult around here. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind genre-defining adult <laughs> episode ooh, of ooh. the monster hunters the only show that dares to just absolutely discard anything in the world any sort of entertainment medium whether it's streaming services live television books and magazines old encyclopedias it doesn't matter we shun it all in favor of of a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am still a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster-hated uh, sectional, I almost said table, but that would be so old, long ago. That's wow. just got to leave the past behind. Isn't that what Kylo Ren said? Got to kill the past. Kill it. I will kill that past with glee. Uh, the monster-hated <laughs> sectional of monsterism. <laughs> It's uh, Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up, Shun DMC? I am showing audiobooks, not real books. Um, oh. As you said, Derek, that you were all the things were shunning. I, all you just said street. You just said streaming things. I, I thought well, we were I still said streaming services. Books. I said live television. I said everything that isn't. Yeah, yeah. I misunderstood when you texted that. I thought it was um things like audiobooks and that could actually read real books but i will start to shun those as well now too mm. yep yep better double check your contract mm. yep mm-hmm. yeah yep. and <laughs> that other person <laughs> is sitting down at the other end of the sectional who is making a list of all of keith's transgressions he is the dr dre of kansas it's terry Hey, yeah, I'm checking it twice and it looks like <laughs> santa claus he's our own little santa claus <laughs> Mm, I mean, it's been a few weeks. He's got a a little gray beard going. I don't know what's going on over there. It's like a Santa Claus type thing here. Every time Keith makes a transition, that's $100 in my pocket. So I'm pretty happy. And he also entered today's uh, uh, recording session through the chimney. So that was pretty Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the most efficient way to travel. Mm -hmm. And when he said, hold on, I'll be right back. He just did a little like, you know, a little twitch of his nose and boom, right back up and then back down. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it keeps a bunch of shit on the roof for some reason. I tell him to bring mm. it in, and he just refuses well, to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like my little space up there. I like to spend my time. <laughs> that's my little area. I've kind of scoped it out. So, <laughs> I'll tell you, you couldn't pay me to get on the roof. So, you're okay. Way too mm. steep for my tastes. It's the best view of the uh, old compound as he watches them rebuild it. 
mm-hmm. yeah, he's up there with a pair of binoculars spying them out. Yeah. So that maybe, maybe by the end of this whole thing, we can end up back at the monster headed table and not just on the uh, mm-hmm. on the couch here. Oh boy, those were lofty goals. Lofty, lofty goals. Uh, speaking of their goals, how are you guys doing this week? I'm good. It was man. a very good transition. It had nothing to do with goals, but unless if you've accomplished goals this week, then that's well. I mean, I mean, Derek, you and I. I mean, we we did some writing goals, oh. so we accomplished stuff someplace else. I mean, but other than that, I mean, it's good. Yeah. I, I I'll be honest. Uh, when I got the little message that said, "Hey, are are we doing some recording this week?" No. I was very what excited. What message? There was a message you sent today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sent one the other day. Said you want, I just want to talk on on Sunday or Thursday, and no. I was like, "Oh, okay. Thursday." And so all week long, I've been like, "Awesome, oh. this is great." I've talked to Derek, but I haven't talked to Terry in a while. Turns out Terry's just snitching on me and collecting money anyway. <laughs> That's right. You know, you've been a bad boy, Keith, and I've been checking you. You're on the night list right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I genuinely thought you meant the text that you sent at like four o'clock today. Oh. That was just to reconfirm your previous message and uh, <laughs> make sure oh, yeah. nothing had changed since then. But you know, all right, yeah. So yeah, I've been doing good. How's that? Doing real good. Oh yeah, we we run a tight ship here on the Monster Hunters. You know, our our text chains mm. are very accurate on the record um oh. you can look them up at any government office if you want to see them um, <laughs> yeah, you can find the proof for yourself yeah they are in the national archives in the library yeah. of congress you can see it's like a vi- it's a, it's just like a video screen that just keeps rolling through mm, that's <laughs> it'll, re- it'll, it'll, re- it'll restart also if we get to the end it just starts back over so you can see the whole conversation mm. from the start yeah awesome. Yeah, a camera kicks on as soon as we start texting each other. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's people down there just waiting for the TV to kick on. They're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hmm. Wow. Maybe we can, that's a Patreon tier we could do. Oh, yeah. Let's Access to our uh, our phone cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds disturbing. Uh, and equally disturbing. We're gentlemen. We're here to talk about season two, episode eight, mm. Lily's Star Border. B o a r d e r, border, not border. The other border. I don't know. The title is terrible. Yep, um. Yes. Yep, yep. Before we talk about that, Terry reclined. Keith's got to uh, stand up, <clears> up <throat> to the mantle, get off that. Uh, volume two dust book. Interesting. It is. That's a book, is it? I better write this down. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed the, to shut books. Tome. Keith. It's a tome, and uh, there's an asterisk in the uh, in the wording. We're allowed to read this one. Oh, okay. However, right. it's extra dusty because we haven't picked it up in a few weeks. It's been a it's been a few weeks, and that's yeah. okay. But Keith's yeah. gonna regale us with tales from the book that is known as the Monster Hunters Volume Two. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Factoid tidbit shit sheet psalm psalm of the week. Yeah, some things I ramble on about, such as uh this episode, the Lily's Star Border. We have to like retitle this book to the, the chronological history of time in relation <laughs> to the current episode of the Monsters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Psalm of the week. It's actually much more of an almanac this way than I think it was before. Uh, but, that is uh, true. You're right. You know. mm-hmm. uh, Lily's Star Border. I agree with you, Derek. Terrible name. 
It came out on November 4th, 1965. That again was a Thursday, mm. 308th day of the year in 1965, the 44th Thursday of the year. Uh, there have been 20,972 days as of this recording uh, since it aired. And in 212 days since this recording, it will become 58 years old. Mm. Holy mm. crap. That's pretty old. Holds mm-hmm. up perfectly. Holds up perfectly. Um, let's see where where to start here. Well, let, okay, I got I got uh brought here the number one song both U.S. and Britain uh in 1965 uh November 4th was "Get Off My Cloud" by the Rolling Stones. Hey, hey, oh, you, was it yeah. the Beatles? Okay, nope. Uh, on November 4th, Lee Breedlove sets the female land speed record in Utah at 308.56 miles per hour. I'm assuming it's in a car then. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, two days earlier, uh, her husband, Craig Breedlove, uh, driving an FIA legal four-wheeler Sonic mm-hmm. 1, broke the land speed record with a uh, two-run average of 555.483 miles per hour. Uh, that's all out there at the Bonneville Salt, salt Flats in, in Utah. Okay. Yeah. I got a question. Yep. You said she set the women's record for land. Yes. Yep. Now. At that time. I understand. What makes it so <laughs> there has to be two separate records, right? Because yeah. it's all vehicular. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So what? Why? I don't know. It just why seems the need weird for that both? you have to classify it. Oh, as why, a, why the need for both? Yes. Uh, because here in America, we like to put women <laughs> I, a little bit behind everybody. I understand. Do people not? But it's all a car. Do they? They're like, we can't give a woman well, a fast car. I, Lee Breedlove, uh, she piloted her husband's Spirit of America Sonic 1 uh, to that record. But she, uh, she so she didn't get the good vehicle. He got the better vehicle. No, no, no. This her, she used her husband's car. Same one. Well, what prevented her from going 500 miles an hour? That's a good question. Uh, maybe that's just as far as she thought she could take it. Without you know, <laughs> worrying, it's I don't not know. Top Gun, like, yeah. <laughs> it's Push all it about the limit. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, according to uh, author Rachel Kushner, Craig Breedlove had talked Lee into taking out the car for a record attempt in uh, order to monopolize the soft flats for the day and block one of his competitors from making a record attempt. Ah, uh, so it was sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. not even like a driver. Yes, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> why don't you go out there and drive and occupy the salt flats, which mm-hmm. I would think are a ah. big area? Uh, yeah. Now, okay. Now, in 1976, the women's absolute record was set by Kitty O'Neill in the jet-powered three-wheeled simu- SMI Motivator uh, in the Alvord Desert. She was held back by her contract with a sponsor and using only 60% of the car's power, O'Neill reached an average speed of 512 miles per hour. And that was only 60%? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens if she went farther? I, her why contract, did the sponsor say no? I think we already discussed why. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. And then uh, on October 9th, 2013, Driver Jesse Combs in a vehicle of the North American Eagle Project, also at the uh, Alford Desert, raised the women's four-wheel land speed class record with an official run of 392.95 miles per hour, surpassing Breedlove's 48-year-old record at the time. So the other one didn't count because it was jet-powered. This one just mm. uh, uh, there. She was ki- uh, That lady, then, uh, Combs, was killed on August 27th, 2019, trying to uh, beat that record. 
Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the main thing there. Now, I did mention that two days prior, the uh, Craig Breedlove had set uh, the record. He originally set the record in 1963 at 407 miles per hour. A couple guys beat that since then. And then so he said at 468, uh, which was 34 miles faster than the previous. Yeah. So and then on October 13th, 1964, he went to 468. On October 15th, 1964, he went to 526. And then, and then October 27th of that year, he went to 536. So he was constantly breaking his own record. Yeah, and he was jumping back and forth between the Spirit of America and the Green Monster. Oh, Herman. Hmm. No. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I take that. Art, Art Arfons is the guy who drove the Green Monster. And so at the end of October, he's the one who put it to 536. But Craig Breedlove came back in 1965 um, and did this a couple more times. And then uh, basically him and Art went back and forth. I guess the current record, because there's nothing after this, is by Andy Green. He said the Black Rock Desert in October 15th, 1997, uh, at 763 miles per hour, uh, and first to break the speed of sound. In a car? Jeez. That's hmm. pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, you guys ever see a uh, movie with Anthony Hopkins, uh, The World's Fastest Indian? I have not. Yeah, it's about the um, it's about uh, the guy who did all of the uh, set a bunch of these same records uh, on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. a brand motorcycle, actually. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle guy. Yeah, and they're all out at um, the the Salt Flats in Utah. It was a good yeah. movie. I enjoyed it. The Alkali Salt Flats. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that was the main thing that seemed to be happening. Uh, during well, the same week, stuff. I bet you people yeah. were tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, they were probably upset when the monsters came on and cut it off <laughs> yeah. um, right before oh. the record was set. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was it was Lee Bre- Lee Breedlove was the one trying to set the record that day, so they probably skipped it anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, birthdays on eleven four, regardless of year. Nineteen sixteen, Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighteen, okay. Art Carney. Nineteen sixty one, Ralph Macchio. Nineteen sixty nine, hey Matthew McConaughey and mm-hmm. Sean Puffy Combs. Same day. Yep. Wow. How old are they? Uh, what year did you say? Sixty nine. Sixty nine, dudes. <laughs> All right, so they're oh boy, they're fifty four. Okay. I think I was figuring McConaughey to be a little older than that, but and Derek, one uh, that you and I can appreciate. Uh, probably more than Terry. Devin Hester, 1982. Oh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. He's should a Chicago be, Bear. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Kickoffs for, should be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. All right. And then, uh, you know, it, look, if you have any friends who have birthdays on this day or that week, why don't you get together with them? You can celebrate National Bison Day. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, mm. Much more fun, uh, obviously, is National Candy Day. Mm. I like Debatable. to combine the two. Yeah. Candied Bison. Well, well, you can stretch the whole week out and have World Marzipan Week, so you can have little little bison's made out of marzipan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or yep. Um, you can do a World Numbat Day. Numbat. Okay, yeah. I gotta look. What is a All numbat? Right. A numbat, uh, also known as the Noombat, or huh? or Walperty, is an uh, it's a little marsupial. It's like an actual bat. 
No, it's like a squirrel looking thing on Australia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So that's uh, it's uh, 11 4 is also Numbat Day. So Numbat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this is going to be as controversial as when we covered life path numbers because oh I have no idea um, where they get this on the website that I use uh, to find out most of this information. But hey, if uh, you know this episode, um, and you, if you were born on November 4th, 1965, um, don't know how I feel about this, but uh, in, a, in a past life, you were a male. In your last earthly car- earthly incarnation, born somewhere around the territory of north of Latin America, approximately uh, in the year 950. What? You're an entertainer. Okay, slow poet. down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a lot of information <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> I that's I can't tell you anything else about it. I don't know how they figured this one out or what. But <laughs> can we can we start from the beginning? I need to. I need to. I did not realize I was about to go down a very deep rabbit hole when so, you started. If you were born on that day, was yes. November third, nineteen sixty-four, November fourth, nineteen sixty-four, in your previous life, sixty-four, sixty-five, sixty-five. Sorry, yeah. In in your previous uh, life, you were a male. Everyone born in that twenty-four hour window. <laughs> Dude, I don't know they where they pulled this up That's from. Fine. That's fine. I, I don't know how they base this because, yes, otherwise every person born on this day would have been a male uh, born somewhere in the northern Latin America in approximately 950. Um, uh, also on the same day? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Um, your profession was either an entertainer, musician, poet, or a temple dancer. <laughs> they were uh, all musicians. <laughs> I think I know which one. I think I know which one I would have been. Um Influencers, come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, I don't look. This is it, at least the the life path number thing. I'm able to figure out more details. There's on a that. methodology to it. Yeah, um, yeah. There is. Um, also, uh, you know, the one site that I go to and look up. So I do believe, like every time you pull it up, it says something different in that spot as well. So, um, hmm. so maybe it covers more people. Anyway, uh, things that are a little bit uh, more well known have a little bit more uh, consistency. Uh, that uh, uh, the birthstone for this episode is topaz. Uh, That's the modern birthstone. Pearl is uh, specifically for the day, uh, Thursday. And um, the mystical birthstone based on Tibetan origins. Mm -hmm. And the zodiac gemstone uh, for Scorpio is Beryl. B-E-R-Y-L. I don't even know what that is. And um, lastly, the birthday stone for this day of the week, Thursday. So it's actually your birthday. On that day is sapphire. Mm. Now, also another fun fact: the birth flower for November fourth, nineteen sixty-five, is a chrysanthemum for loveliness. Chrysanthemum for loveliness. Now, uh-huh. on to the important stuff here. Ooh, All right, nineteen eleven four, nineteen sixty-five. Uh, life path number is nine. Oh. Okay. All right. Mm. And, and that mean? represents selflessness, forgiveness, and creativity. You're a philanthropist, humanitarian, socially conscious, deeply concerned about the state of the world. Everyone. Al Lewis, on, yep. Al Lewis, on the other hand, he has a life path number of five. Oh, all right. What's yeah. this? People with a uh, five life path number are life long are on a lifelong adventure. They're ready for anything and want to soak up every experience this world has to offer. Life path. <laughs> Number five, people tend to learn by living and don't allow themselves to get stuck in any situation that has outworn its interests, which is why this 
quit after two years of the monsters. Oh, uh, sure. The moment things start to get humdrum, a person with this life path move on to something more fascinating, like owning an Italian restaurant. Uh, routines unbearable. Uh, whether on the job or off, making time for travel be key to feeling fulfilled. Uh, one thing a life path five person's life will never be is boring. It's all about experimenting and engaging and learning and taking pills that do things. Uh, they're guaranteed to be on an epic journey. So that's Al Lewis's wow. life path number. All right. Well, there you go. Um, let me put back the book. You'll never know if I actually did or not, but you know, it's been closed and put back on the shelf. I'm already getting ready to pull my reclining thing. Well, real quick. Terry and I have already started our descent. <laughs> we Doesn't it, don't don't we all three of us have to recline before it starts to go down? <laughs> you have to jump down. Uh, yeah, you got to jump catch down. up. And oh, so, you, you ever see it. that that guy, that performer? He, he does like the the Jackson Five, and he's got mm-hmm. like the dummies on sticks. I've yeah. done that with like my little rec- recliner arm. When I pull mine, it pulls yours too. Oh, so. gotcha. All right. Well, here, down, we're only <laughs> we're only seven inches down. It goes <laughs> yeah. so slow. Oh. Hmm. As we yeah. descend slowly into the Skuma X Dome uh, yep. sponsorship, still TBD. We're working on those, oh, on yeah. those as we speak. <sighs> slowly, slowly descend. Um. Well, safety first on the Skuma X. That's what I always say. First. Well, now that we finally made it down here, gents, it's time to hop onto the Skuma X because Captain Terry is going to take us an additional two point seven five miles out from shore into international waters and from there we will dive deep deep to the gates of hell for another edition of scuba x x uh so this episode was directed by ezra stone uh mm-hmm. have... not ezra pound not emma stone uh, nope uh right in the stone age both. exactly right stone stone age. exactly it continues the stone age continues to roll downhill uphill hmm. only time will tell it's all downhill <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we talked about this guy a couple episodes ago uh but just a reminder you know he's one of the big monster directors probably most famous for being tivis's favorite from the monster cast yes uh, absolutely his most famous thing his claim to fame is that yes uh his father is also a chemist which is exciting uh there's not really that much to say about him that we haven't talked about already so you know, and we're going to get plenty more opportunities, probably yes. several thousand more opportunities to talk about him. So <laughs> I say we just Tim's uh, favorite. It covers it all. I mean, there's right. Anything, anything else we say about him is going to be kind of boring. It, it's right. going to feel like a hat on a hat. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like enough okay. said, you know, Jeez, yeah, yeah, come on. So we'll just move on to the writer, which is another familiar name. Mm-hmm. Douglas Tibbles. Mm-hmm. Tibbles returns. <laughs> which Tibbles <laughs> is this? Because there were two Tibbles. This is the band Tibbles, the guy with the band. No, um, no, the 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 stone coyotes, the Arctic monkeys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, uh, I, music seems to be a much better thing for him than writing these episodes. Yeah. Sure. No, as was tradition, I immediately began playing uh, <laughs> stone coyotes as I started as I did research. As soon as I saw his name pop up, you know, and, and just in comparison, it might be comparison bias, but uh, I think yeah, his band is debatably much better than his mustard's work. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We haven't talked about this episode yet, so who knows? Maybe it'll change our minds. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, 
But something new that I learned about the Stone Coyotes, his band, is that uh, Elmore Leonard, who is the author of Get Shorty and Jackie Brown, uh-huh. he was so inspired by their live performance one night that he uh, included lyrics from their songs in the sequel to Get Shorty. No way. And he even dedicated the book to them. The the He dedicated Be Cool to... The Stone the, Coyotes. The cab ride for cutie or was that what they're called? <laughs> the cab for cutie? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I yeah, I know. It's uh, it's kind of cool. They even went on the, like a promotional tour together with Elmore Leonard. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. Tibbs, mm-hmm. man, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, or I know you are. Oh, he is. <laughs> well, no, I've done nothing but make fun of him for the last thirty seconds, so I doubt <laughs> he's continued to listen. Unless well, he, he's he... a good sport, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like going to the going to a roast or something like that. He's like, look, I hung out with Elmore Leonard, and he dedicated a book to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like what do I care? Whatever I you say is through. nothing. Yeah, the, the, my the Stone Coyotes YouTube algorithm is alive and well again, thanks to Terry listening <laughs> yeah. to it every time he finds my name <laughs> in the spikes. monsters. It spikes every couple of weeks, and he's like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. They're, That's they're, very they're, interesting. They sound like they were actually pretty good friends. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, we've got a guest star for this episode, Charles Bateman as Chester Skinner. So mm-hmm. Charles Bateman, he has 68 acting credits on IMDb from 1958 to 1991. His biggest reoccurring role was in a show called Santa Barbara, which he was in 178 episodes of the show. So you might be thinking, wow, he must be a really central character to this show. He must mm-hmm. be a really big deal. It's a soap opera, right? Yes, he's barely, that's like a drop in the bucket to how many episodes were in the show. (laughs) Apparently there was about uh, 2,100 episodes. 2,100 episodes. Yeah, Uh, ran from 1984 to 1993. I like how you said that, 2,100. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's the, you know, the proper way to say it. Yeah. Um, Mathematically correct. It's actually, he wrote it in Spanish and translated it literally. (laughs) (laughs) yes dos mil e cn yep that's exactly what i did Mm -hmm. wow no way to reveal my uh, secrets (laughs) um but yeah it sounds like it's a soap opera revolves around like a bunch of rich families like their rivalries and such their struggles you know less rich families who also have struggles there and there too um (laughs) good yeah i know cover all the bases we better get everybody in on this. We got 2,100, 2,100 episodes to to deal yes. with with this. So we got to get a little bit of variety in here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they overlapped a little bit. I mean, if you get 70 some episodes, you're going to overlap your your themes and your oh, ideas. Yeah. So I in mean, 2000, I mean, yeah. I mean, we get like the year of Bateman where he gets to be in every single episode for 178 some. And then mm-hmm. they get on move on to the next big main character. I'm sure that's how. Oh, that that would be crazy too. Two thousand some episodes, but your hundred seventy eight were like within like one year and then done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just all at once. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you came out as like a like a key villain of the summer or something like that. Yeah, maybe that'll be our next big venture after the monsters, guys. We can do Santa Barbara. Two thousand one hundred episodes. <laughs> oh, oh, how fun I would that be? Know, um, I don't know about that. Yeah. But of course, of course, while we're down here in the Skuma X, slowly you know approaching the pearly gates of hell, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention another movie that this guy was in called mm. The Brotherhood of Satan. What's it called? The Brotherhood of Satan. Oh, 
I thought you said whoever heard of Satan. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we know him well, Hunter. Um, not in like a bad way or anything. Anyways, uh, it's about a group of elderly people who are actually cultists in the Brotherhood of Satan. They go around oh. trying to corrupt their youth into joining their cause. Oh, truly horrifying. Yeah, Sounds I mean, like it. Satan he, he draws in the old people. So, uh, the trailer has all the classics. <laughs> Like crying dolls. It's got like people's faces that start to glow. Red robes, red thrones, riots, mm. flaming swords, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Those just, are all classic the, tropes. Exactly, oh, classic trailers. tropes for a, for a Satan film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna make a Satan film, you got to have at least uh, four of those to make. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, if not, if not, you are doing it half ass. We don't want to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just boring. Otherwise. I mean, and lucky for us, it's not just for, you know, the, us adults, you know, we, we can bring the kids because it's rated GP for all ages. GP? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> all ages are permitted to see this tale. Okay. So, hey, maybe in your next family movie night, throw on the Brotherhood of Satan and see, see how that goes. Oh, man. I think I will. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now that we've, uh, you know. Fully descended down here, Satan. He's he approves of this message, not in a bad way, you know, in a very kind and positive non- way, yeah, yeah, horrible, mm-hmm. monstrous way. Uh, we're gonna nod, you know, give him his his what fours and such, and we're a gonna high five. float back of right. high fives and yeah, fist bumps and head back up slowly and calmly to the surface mm. without <laughs> any disruptions. <laughs> Terry, did you say slowly and calmly? <laughs> Derek can, only, Derek can only do one thing at a time <laughs> because I, I am I am frantically screaming and yelling <laughs> I, I frantically <laughs> screamed and yelled at a super high velocity I was breaking the water the the I was breaking both the, my my speed eclipsed the women's record and the men's <laughs> record for speed through water mm. Wow. Um, but boy, did I did it in the most maniacal way possible. <laughs> Screaming, foaming at the mouth, <laughs> waving my arms. I probably could have gone faster if yeah. I would have just kept my arms at my side, but no. <laughs> I've never seen such a frantic uh, performance in the swimming contest before, but wow. <laughs> yes. yeah, that seemed uh, like it would slow you down a little bit. Hmm. Well, you know, the the chefs that were out there pre- preparing the, uh, <laughs> the, the today's prime rib meal looked out the window and they saw just bubbles and foam and I thought piranhas were loose. But nope. I blasted through <laughs> there like the Tasmanian devil and I ripped through <laughs> the wall of the man cove um, just in time to get uh, oh, you guys are going to love it. It's a big bowl of I like to call it Chex Prime Mix. Prime <laughs> Rib Chex Mix. It's, it's like really it. just <laughs> It's a bunch of corn chicks <laughs> cubed up prime rib uh, in a bowl <laughs> with with ranch seasoning. Wait, uh, you guys the prime ribs it. cut up like mm. a chicks like shape. Yeah. It, yes. It, it's uh, I wasn't gonna just do cues, but I was like, well, that's inauthentic. Right. I made I made them cut them up like little chicks cereals. So I have like little grid holes on there. Yeah, know. we shredded them. We shredded them. We hand wove <laughs> a bunch of prime rib. <laughs> Uh, checks hmm. biscuits. Yes. What I really like about those still has that nice, wet, sloppy consistency. Yes, mm. that that's yeah. what I love. 
You put and in that plastic bag to shake it around with the ranch seasoning and the other stuff. And ranch just... seasoning. There's some peanuts in yeah. there, a pretzel or two. My favorite, the little like riot toasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So we're going to chow down on that full show. Uh, and while we talk about season two, episode eight, Lily's Star Border. The title <sighs> does not does does not strike up any images within the brain. No. At least mine. <laughs> I had no idea what that uh, meant. I was like, huh? Uh like I thought, you know, and, and we'll get into exactly what his mysterious job is uh later on. But I was thinking like maybe was, you know how they had the with the standells were like, oh, we can stay there, it's off the beaten path type thing, people won't bother yeah. us. I was kind of thinking it was another thing like that, where like it was gonna be a movie star of some sort who like oh. didn't didn't want to be at the min- the big hotel because people were going to bother them there because um, it's star border. And I don't know why they're referring to this guy as the star border. It doesn't make well, any sense. You got closer to it than I did because I the word border didn't make me think of somebody boarding. Mm. I didn't know what I thought mm. of. I just Lily mm. star border and I thought right. of stars in the sky. I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. All I know is this son of a bitch, like he said, came out on November 4th, 1965. Mm-hmm. And then the description gives it away. The Munsters mm-hmm. unknowingly rent their spare room to a policeman. Yeah, good enough. Much yeah. shorter than the synopsis on my DVD and much shorter than the synopsis on IMDb. DB, yeah. the, the DVD didn't say what his job was, though. Oh, well, they, they knew to keep that. That's a big twist. Mm-hmm. In oh, yeah. That reveal. Yeah. Epic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This one gets a a low seven point three on IMDb. If in not the, great seven point zero to eight is the range of acceptable monster scores because that's all that's gets so far, except mm-hmm. for the one eight point two. Seven point three is low, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. So this one starts with Herman <laughs> coming home. Walks up the door, opens the door. Unlike the last one of the times where he rips open the door, he comes in the door. Yoo-hoo, I'm home. Haven't we gotten this a lot? Like a Herman just lot. walking in the door, and then that's the start of the episode every single time. I feel like it's like the last three episodes. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a 50-50 shot. What happens? Well, maybe there's three possibilities that'll happen when he comes home. Mm-hmm. Eddie is having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Herman has had a bad day. Yep. Or no one pays attention to him. Mm-hmm. This is because mm-hmm. it's happened before, and that's what happens this time. Yep. No one gives a shit that Herman's home. Two extreme ridiculous measures, though. Yes. They are just flat out ignoring him. He's like getting up in faces, slapping people, <laughs> dumping water on their head. It's like, you. It's, uh... Wait, a little bit like uh what's it uh, what's that movie that you like the Christmassy one the uh um, I heard no the well the guy uh dies or whatever and it comes back um wonderful life doesn't oh. like go around and like people can't actually see that no they, him type thing no they just don't know him oh they just don't know him okay because I'm, he was I'm, never born but he's there Right, eh, I got you. Okay. I mean, Herman's oh. doing everything to get their attention. He's like farting in his hand and throwing it at them. Like, nobody <laughs> is. Yeah, nobody's giving him any attention. I mean, they feel like they're, they're acting like he is like not there at all. Like, yes, completely. And then when he decides to stomp off, they're like, "What was that?" It's his problem, man. Yeah. yeah, but before they do that, we get 
we get to find out the gist of the episode mm-hmm. because Herman, uh, not Herman, Lily, Grandpa, and Marilyn have decided without Herman's input to rent out the spare room. That'll be great. We'll get some extra money. Blah blah blah. And Herman's like, I won't have it. I can't. As the head of the household, the head of the household bullshit comes in. He's like, yeah. I demand you to not do this. And then he's slapping the paper. Lily grabs the paper and goes, here's the ad I placed this morning. <laughs> so they didn't uh, just decide it like they made no. that. They, they Lily decided oh. on her own in the morning and then broke the news to Grandpa and Marilyn at about a quarter to five, quarter to five, quarter to six. Herman comes home and then they're all reveling in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have done it 10 minutes before the newspaper still somehow manages to publish. Yeah, that is true. Uh, very timely stuff. But it, yeah, so <laughs> she puts the, the ad headline, in. Local headline is local man upset at family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's always watching their house. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, so first of all, the you know, he comes in, he's doing the whole head of household drunken, and he's saying he wants nothing to do with this. A, they haven't told him about it, but B, he also doesn't like have a reason why not to except that he just didn't get to say anything or, or yeah, like wasn't part of the pro the process of the whole thing and i'm like hey, uh, herman maybe ask him why or or like you know what's the plan behind this is there a reason like anything nope. instead he wants to like storm off to his bedroom he doesn't really question it at all besides saying no no <laughs> yeah but as far as i can tell there's no real reason either to to do it, yeah. Other than they have an extra room, yeah. True. And they decide yeah. they want to make a little extra money, and that's it, right? Yeah. That nothing more to it than that. Herman yep. throws now, a fit. Okay. Would you move in with like? Would you rent a room like with a, a just a, another like full family like living with them? Like I feel like that would be weird. I don't know. I wonder if that was like more common of a thing because I remember like lots of sitcoms seem to always have like a person living above the garage, like the Fonz mm. or well, the Fonz was family though. He was related to that. I don't think he was. Arthur Fonzarelli, I don't think, was related to the Cunninghams. I think he just rented the room above the garage. I don't know. I thought they knew him somehow, though. Like, yeah, it wasn't he like he was above the garage. No, no. Like, he was like somebody that they already, like, like he was a cousin or something. Like, somehow. I I guess. Mm, I think you're mind. talking about growing pains. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, because they put, the well, well, growing pains, they, somebody lived above the garage as well. Yes. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think. Yeah, well, I think Kirk Cameron moved out and lived above the garage. Yeah, so that like, sounds about yeah. right too. Envision oh, no, Quest, Envision Quest, the no, girl lives above the garage. It was Family Ties. What was uh, what was uh, uh Mallory's boyfriend's name? I remember know. him. <laughs> he lived in moved up, up moved, moved yeah. above the garage. Anyway, it was a thing they used to do all the time. <laughs> it is. So they're renting out the room. This is like on a more permanent basis, I guess. Like, so like somebody comes and rents for like six months or something is because if you think about like, I mean, I think there are some Airbnbs where you're just renting like, like a a shed in somebody's backyard backyard that they've converted into a house for for people Mm. or something. But so it's not too much difference. I just think maybe the, like the length of stay, I mean, because he was there, they mentioned at one point it's been two weeks already or something like that. I thought, but to Terry's point, yeah. Mm -hmm. They just open up the room to any old person that wants some to come rando. Yeah, like, I think it's weird from both angles. Yeah, it's yes. like my roommates are just like a full blown family, and then it's me that I don't know them at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's more transients back then. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, just hitchhiking across the country, selling and... steak knives door to door and stuff. They mm-hmm. place and... probably selling steak knives, making their fortune, and then yeah. just 
movie. And much more trusting nature. People used to leave their doors unlocked, etc. You know, no, true. Probably not a big deal to have somebody come in and pay a couple bucks per month to stay in in uh, some spare room that's getting no use anyway. I wonder if like traveling salesmen didn't stay in hotels, but they would like rent rooms at a place and like stay in that town and be there for like a few weeks as they went door to door selling various things. And that's why I was always like, oh, husband's out of town on sales. And they'd always have a secret family because he rented out a room. Oh, Mm -hmm. secret family. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. That would be a great title for a show. Secret Family. Secret Family. family? <laughs> a sitcom. It's mm-hmm. my secret family. <laughs> I got da, a little da, da. piece of phlegm stuck in my throat. Where I was going to get that secret. It's my secret family. I only see him twice a year. That sort of thing. <laughs> so Herman throws a fit. Yeah. I'm the head of the household. Blah, blah, blah. No one's listening. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to storm to my room. And he goes and he slowly closes the door and stomps his way up there. And then he comes back. He goes, I can't go up there. I haven't hit my din din yet. Din din. That's the well, thing he's been doing lately, yeah. too. Yeah. Also, they, they, he walks out and then they decide to like acknowledge that he was saying, like, what's his problem? His room or yeah. Dumb line. Yeah. So then we get the banger from there. Cool. Okay. Banger question. Aid. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's up with that weird, like a little flappy thing on the left of the, I guess on our right of the screen where it's like there's like a wind window flap? You know what I'm talking about? Like this, like slanted, uh, I don't know what you would call it besides a window flap during the bang. Like, yeah. Oh, so like know. it's like really windy, you know, because it's the monster's place. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a, um busting out, and then there's like this little like little tiny skinny door on the right that's just like flapping open, but it looks like window. Uh, oh, you know, like um, old timey window, like closing things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's exactly what it is. But I, it's there for there's no decoration. I think <laughs> there's no window there. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's none behind. There's nothing behind yeah. it. Just like an empty space. Oh, that was interesting. interesting. It's all flapping around. That's all I could look. I at never noticed. Time. Now I'm going to have to go and mm-hmm. notice it more often. Thanks, Terry. Don't look, <laughs> don't look too deep into that dark abyss <laughs> that's behind <laughs> that window flap. I, it might suck you in. I might look back on the plus side. Maybe it will distract me from uh, the torn flap on the left. Oh, I thought you were going to say the rest of the episodes. <laughs> oh, well, that could be it, too. OK, so we have a banger that's got a weird door that changes for every person that walks through it and an old timey window with another window. Great. We come back from the banger. Everyone's still in the living room. 27 people have answered the ad, but no one's gotten past the front door. And Grandpa figures it's because they frighten the way people with their class. Mm. Uh-huh. Then we hear a roar, that spot, and some honking outside. Oh, it's just spot chasing cars. He's got an iron deficiency. Yada, yada, yada. But spot comes in dragging a bumper. And spot slowly goes into the Den, right? The tail goes real long. Yep. But he leaves this full-size car bumper with the license mm-hmm. plate on it. And they make a point of saying, oh, it's Mr. Leonard's from across the street. They actually made Yes, they name drop somebody. I'm like, do we yeah. know this guy? No, like, sure I don't. assume this was just going to be like a random person that never shows up again. Like, yeah. Classic mm-hmm. monsters. Here's the na- new neighbor that we never get to meet. But as soon as Spot drops off that bumper and retreats the den there's a knock at the door i'm like well here comes the guy to retrieve the the bumper that's what no I thought, yeah it is not 
it is a classically handsome young man at the door <laughs> to rent a room. I'm like, oh, and nobody can believe that he wants to rent the room. He's like, great, I'll take it. And they're like, huh? His name is Mr. Skinner. And he prefaces, I work at night and I have an unusual and confidential occupation. <laughs> oh, I, was, oh. I was hoping he was a monster hunter. <laughs> that, uh, would be awesome. that would be great and the, the monster should be so ecstatic he works at night oh you know like yeah. night, hey, a night guy night. yeah yeah mm-hmm. we can shoot the shit and whatnot yeah, but that would be a great twist if he's like murdering <laughs> monsters around the yeah. neighborhood you heard there's a dragon around attacking people's cars <laughs> he so he showed up dragon. oh my gosh he, he's a knight he's wearing like a, oh. a suit of armor when he comes to the door and they're like oh here he is <laughs> i like this guy just now, whole body suit of armor. That's a <laughs> clang, clang, walking in. <laughs> I believe really gives away, gives away his undercover position, but no. Yeah. But Harky, I request one <laughs> broom at this tavern. I doth require board, ma'am. Lady. <laughs> oh, yes. Lady. What's your yeah. name? My name is Sir Skinner. Uh, anyway, if, if he weren't keeping score herman is not there to welcome mr skinner so herman has not met yep. this man marilyn is uh, uh her face is just she is in love with mr skinner instantly mm-hmm. yep. she shows him to his room uh and which what's remarkable apparently they put a phone in when they decided to rent the room yesterday mm-hmm. morning <laughs> so they, put a, they put a phone line in and there it is very thoughtful. Dude's like, sweet. He goes in. The first thing he does is use that phone to make a call. Yep, got the room. Landlords are strange, and the house is like an open grave, but it'll do. He opens the window. And he's like, oh, it's perfect for whatever. Hangs up the phone, goes over, opens up the window door thing. It's not a window, yeah. and it's not a full. I guess it is a door, but it's not like a bedroom door. Like, it's not a full balcony either. Balcony, right? yeah, but there's no balcony. It's just like I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Anyway, he looks out and he sees Spot's tail going behind a tree. Oh. We see a lot mm-hmm. of Spot's tail this episode. Yes. And that was a pretty cool yeah. shot. I liked like the movement yeah. between the trees. That was like that's yeah. some nice work. Very obviously it was that. the tail too. Yes. Not something else. Not, not a wing. Okay. Mean wing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the tail <laughs> goes and he's like, nah. Fade two. Yeah. Oh, He's not. I, it's interesting that he's not. We're not following into the usual mustard tropes of this guy and go like, "Oh, geez, this yes. is weird." As he goes like up to his room, he's very like level headed about all. Yes, yeah. he's like the house is weird. They're weird. Whatever. They got a dragon in the front yard. Eh. <laughs> I literally saw a beast walking through the trees outside. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw a prehistoric animal, <laughs> possibly a dragon. Well, he uh, kind of shakes his head a little bit, and mm. like, and Spot's gone by then. So I think maybe he's just like, I ah, would. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a gas leak. Tr- trick of lights. But he is. You're right, Terry. He does. He's not phased by Grandpa, oh. or Lily, or Marilyn, or anything, or all yeah. the cobwebs, or the yeah. strangeness. Right. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I was. I'm surprised out of the restraint that they show with this character, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, especially when it comes to like Marilyn, because usually the guys who come in are very close talking to her and oh, they yeah. are trying everything they can. Interested. He's like, yeah, 
he's all business. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even when he's like alone with her, he doesn't like ask like, Hey, what's up with your like creepy yeah. grandpa, the penguin guy or something, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he doesn't, he just, he seems totally at home. We have peace with where he's at. Yep. Le- leans more into the belief that he's a, uh, a monster hunter at this point. Again, he's yeah. <laughs> not seen phased well, by these guys. Maybe not, uh, you know, Frankenstein monsters, but r- the real monster all along was man. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he's scared of Marilyn. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's, he's there to kill Marilyn. Great. Yes. <laughs> we fade to the monsters at dinner, and that's uh, Herman's like, oh, I think it's sneaky and rude that their tenant has been there for two whole days, but he won't oh. tell anyone what he does for a living. Okay. Marilyn thinks he's great. Oh, he's great. Well, he's like, oh, he's really handy around the house. And he's like, oh, he plays catch with me after school. And you can see Herman getting upset. And he calls him a frump. Yep. And then everyone yep. tells Herman he's just jealous. Is Herman me jealous? I don't care. Why should I care if some smooth-mannered, well-talking tenant moves right in and tries to take over my image as ruler of the roost? Yes. I had to write down because it was so such a profound statement, I thought. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this has never been said before. Yes. <laughs> yes, never. And <laughs> since until now. Oh, God, we probably just awakened something by doing it again. <laughs> yeah. It's like the evil dead, like words. You just oh, no. the curse. <laughs> Lily goes, he's just a nice man. Herman's like, how nice? Not as nice <laughs> as Herman, obviously. Not as nice as you, Marilyn. And then he goes, looks at Marilyn. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're wonderfully nice, Uncle Herman, in a different way. It's like, I like to hear that. Oh, okay. What about yeah. you, Eddie? Oh, Chester's cool, Dad, but you're the coolest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. And then I knew where this was going. Yep. I thought Grandpa was going to be a little bit ruder, but he just goes, I pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, showed a little restraint. I was like, wow. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Herman's like, it. I'll just start to my room again. Grandpa says, nice, I'll have your dessert. And then Herman realizes the predicament he's in. So he grabs his dessert, stomps off to the room, and curls up in the corner eating it, pouting, <laughs> which <laughs> I thought was kind of funny. Yep. yep. Like that. Fade two. It's breakfast time. And then we get our opening clip where Herman's apologizing to everybody. And I, say, I just don't get it. He hasn't met the Skinner guy yet. It's been two days, and he doesn't know who's living in his house. How has he not had the chance? Surely, like, run into each other at some point. Like, you'd think, you'd yeah. think they would run into one another. And and if he's working nights, he's still probably just chilling in that room with the binoculars, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, nobody ever sees him leave to go work. No, knock on the door. Just knock on hey, the door. Hey, buddy, what you doing? You working? Want to watch some of the game? What do you got going on here, man? Yeah, you gotta take a break sometime, right? Yeah. No. Herman's like, I got I got my my father in law take some pills. We got some fun. Oh my god! Oh okay, I, Keith. Come on, what come kind on. Of pills, I know where you're Keith? going with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. boner pills, Keith. <laughs> Sicko. I thought I was gonna turn. You know the, the grandpa's. Special, oh, uh, womanizing. Oh, too. you're a good looking man. I bet you'd be a good looking woman. Here, take this. <laughs> take this pill. Um, no. So he, Herman's like, fine. Just don't like it too adult around here. It's like, well, that's uh-huh. almost a racy joke. That is so pretty racy. Herman goes to work and he closes the door behind him to the kitchen. And he walks out to the front and he's standing at the base of the steps. And he does this whole, well, I'm off to work. Old Herman Munster's out the door just screaming so everybody can hear him. Right? Won't be back till six. Out of the house. Blah, blah, blah. Can't see what goes on around here. 
So even if someone wanted to steal my wife and alienate my whole family from me, I wouldn't know about it. (laughs) And Lily comes in and yells at him, what are you doing, you idiot? Stop shouting or you'll wake up Chester. Now, remember, Chester was up all night working and he's sleeping. And he's got to sleep until he gets up to help Lily with the housework. Herman's like, fine. He leaves. Fade to Chester walking into the kitchen, fully dressed. Morning, all. And everyone's like, hey, Chester, good morning. <laughs> I got some breakfast for you. Owls, eggs, and vulture livers. Woo-hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. But peeping into the window is Herman, because he never left for work. Nope. He just went out to spy in the window. <laughs> now, previous to this, Chester was working all night, and he had to sleep. But Herman just left for work in the morning. Chester comes out. I'm like, maybe there's a weird time skip. They're still got breakfast left over. No, because he says, Eddie, when I'm doing breakfast, I'll walk you to school. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty weird. So it's still the morning. It's like so, the, the, so they the straight up lied to him. <laughs> yes. Maybe the writers don't understand how the night shift works. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but the whole family, Lily in particular, lied to get Herman out the door. Yeah. Yeah. She yep. wants him gone. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of that angle. Yeah. Mm hmm. It looks like somebody might be a bit of a home wrecker here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I somebody might be show. a philander. Hate this mm. show. So Herman's <laughs> like, as soon as the back is turned, he takes my seat, calls his calls my wife Lily, and she's plying him with delicacies. Owls, <laughs> eggs, and vulture livers. Yeah. She's like, all right, sounds I'll eat it. I did like, like oh, that line though. But this this guy, nothing phases him. Right, no. he's yeah. the season two babysitter. He's very familiar, yeah, and that resolve he has. He's willing to eat owls, eggs, and and what kind of livers? Something vulture like, liver. Vulture, vulture livers. livers. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I'll be honest with you. Oh no, it sounds terrible. Vulture liver. Hmm. Yeah, you know, fried up some onions, a little bacon. Oh, mm. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a vote to expel you from this podcast <laughs> after that statement. <laughs> so we'll bring it to the council. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Herman's all fidgety outside the window, which is right outside the kitchen where they're all eating. Lily sees Herman, goes out there, and Lily sees yells at him. Right? Lily yep, yeah. uh, accuses him of spying. Are you spying on me? And Herman scoffs. Then Herman does it. You know I don't get emotional or fly off the handle or lose control, but I'll kill him. 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 <laughs> Dang, I don't think oh, I've ever yeah. heard mm-hmm. Herman like actually like threaten somebody with here's, violence before. Here's what I don't understand. Why doesn't Herman just walk into the kitchen right now? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Confront hey, him. you must be Chester. I'm Herman. I've heard so much about you. I thought you were sleeping, but as I was leaving, I heard you in the kitchen. So I came back to say hello. That yeah. would have been a good. I would like to see them have a little standoff. Like, bam, just that'd been fun. And also, yeah, at least. Then it could, you know, how you always say, Derek, it builds up. They don't show Herman right away or whatever. That's why I thought and then they were the doing. big reveal. But yeah, this would be the perfect opportunity. To finally, something he's like, oh, this, what is this or something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I really thought they were purposefully keeping Herman away from Chester, much yes. like when Grandpa had uh, the mail order bride come move in with him. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. never in the room together, so it could be revealed at the end. Now that I say that out loud, that's what this episode is, just with different plot. <laughs> oh, dang it! Wow. Mm. Um, right. 
So I'm like, there it is. Okay, that's what's going to happen. So Lily tells him to go to work. Fade to Herman at work. He's on the phone. He's calling Lily. And when Lily answers, he uses a funny voice. He's that like, was pretty good. I'm from the Television Survey Bureau or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Herman's like, are you watching Peyton's place? <laughs> she goes, oh, it's not on. He goes, oh, I see. Are you acting out your own Peyton's place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Lily immediately knows it's Herman. Herman, is that you? No, it's not me. I'm a total stranger. I mean, I'm a total stranger. And then he hangs up the phone. Yeah. I like that. That was pretty funny. It was a decent little gag. Mm-hmm. So we go from that. We go from Herman making the prank phone call to find out if Lily's fucking Chester. <laughs> Fades to Herman and Grandpa sneaking down the hallway. I'm like, something's gone on, but we don't know what it is. Grandpa mm-hmm. wants to know why they're sneaking outside of Chester's door. And Herman's like, uh, he just ran and he just ran in front of Aaron for Lily. It, Lily, and if he's going to run off with my wife, I need to know if he's a man of principles. So the door's locked, and instead of Herman just bashing it open and ripping it open because he's got the strength of a Frankenstein's monster, Grandpa gives his finger a blow and sticks it into the keyhole to unlock the door, which I thought was an interesting mm-hmm. thing to do. Does this finger like turn into like putty and like fit into exactly into the keyhole? Like, <laughs> like, how does that work? Uh, I'm picturing just bones Ew, coming out and yeah. turning into a skeleton. Oh, nice. Oh, gross. You gotta do. Mm. The two go in. There's a camera, a bag, a cocked revolver. <laughs> like, there's a revolver <laughs> and it's cocked. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just a cigarette lighter. Herman fires it. Nope. Puts a hole in the wall in the mirror. And you would think that would alert someone. It doesn't, doesn't alert anyone. <laughs> there's also yeah, the thing about the paperwork that's going to have to go mm-hmm. into that discharged bullet. Like- yes. He's a police officer. Where did this bullet go? I don't know. I just left my service revolver laying cocked <laughs> on my dresser. I don't know what happened. There's a map. Herman thinks it smells like big time syndicate stuff. Grandpa hates to agree, but he does. Uh, this bum's on the wrong side of the law, he says. And then the wallet falls off the dresser onto the ground. And we see it exposes the police badge. Ooh. Camera zooms in. And then there's a monsterified dun 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 <laughs> because it it has like the tones of the monsters theme <laughs> and then we get our first commercial break it came at the 1410 mark mm-hmm. prompt it was swift <laughs> well <laughs> like, over half the episode man well, yeah, yeah. We, almost exactly half the episode right mm-hmm. so then we come back fade into eyes blown up through the binocular it's like, what's an interesting shot? <laughs> Herman's looking through some binoculars on a tripod. Grandpa is standing next to him, trying to look through them, too. They're still in Chester's room. So this is the second time they've left from a commercial and came back, and it was just a continuation of the scene, right? Because that kind of mm-hmm. happened in the first break. They're like, they're in the living room. And I guess it's not a direct continuation, but uh, it was it was a little bit of time skip, but the same location with the same players this yeah. one is like a direct continuation of the previous scene because they somebody editing realized well we're 14 minutes and some seconds in oh shit we we need a commercial break yeah but they're still hanging out in his room chilling they haven't left and come back and his wallet's still on the floor with the badge mm-hmm. 
and they still haven't seen it. Still Which is seen. odd that he didn't bring his wallet with him wherever he went. Yes, or his gun. Went. And being a police yeah. officer, he just leaves <laughs> it locked in a room in a strange house. Yeah, locked and loaded, ready to blast. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. They decide that Chester is spying on the neighbors. And the binoculars are pointing right at Mr. Leonard's house. Ooh, mm. And they look through, Grandpa looks through, and there's a bunch of gangster type people doing stuff with fur coats. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Looks pretty suspicious. So, and then he's like, when did he get into the fur business? Oh, he likes to change jobs. Keeps him free from society. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Herman assumes Chester is going to steal Mr. Leonard's furs. And Grandpa's like, makes sense. He's casing the joint, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At that moment, Lily busts in as Herman is looking <laughs> through binoculars. And Lily says the line of the episode, Herman yep. Munster, are you looking at Mrs. Kelly doing her deep knee bends oh. again? He's the, that's amazing. He's oh, a peeping Tom. Yep. Herman, and she knows it. Yes. No wonder so, she has these fears. Herman's yeah. going up and looking at the neighbors with the binoculars. Yes. Uh, so, hey guys, we we've been uh, we've been referencing like Herman being a philanderer and uh, and and stuff for the last seven like, episodes. Seven episodes. Uh, we got to kind of justify this. I mean, you know, she even thought that he was trying to get on with the bear. Um, mm-hmm. so why don't we have some reference to the lady next door and he's peeping on her and, and that way it seems like Herman's actually a bad guy. Yeah. And, that and justified for us to re- and justify us for repeating this concept over and over again. But Herman's like, no, it ain't nothing like that. Uh, but now for your safety, take the kids mm-hmm. and go to a movie. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking about, dude. <laughs> he says, I really enjoyed this. There's going to be a showdown. Between the forces of virtue and the forces of sin. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. Yes. Yeah. Just like a Dick Tracy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm. Herman is going to battle. He sees himself as uh, valorous and he is going to battle the, all that is sin. He's like a Templar, he's a mm-hmm, paladin. Mm-hmm. He is going to he's he's just gonna going cleanse to, the evil vibes of the world. Cleanse the evil that is Chester. Mm hmm. Out of the house, out of the. He did world, say he was going to kill him. He did say, "Yeah, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Yeah. I'll kill him. I'll kill him." In 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 the name of in the name of religion. So in the, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did mm-hmm. mention that too. Yeah. When yes. he was, he I'll made, kill him. I'll kill him. Kill him in the name of God. Yes. Yeah, it's his own personal crusades. It is. So I'm just like, wow. Okay. Well, he's like, well, you're an idiot. Uh, and <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> and just at that moment, Eddie runs in with Marilyn. Because Spot's eating cars again. Mm-hmm. There's a little Italian job uh, out in the yard, and the owner is mad. Everyone is in the room. Herman says, no, don't worry about that now. You take the women folk and run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before he says that, Lily's like, you tell stop, Spot to stop eating cars, or we'll rub his nose on the transmission. Got to do a dog training joke in there. But Herman's like, take the women folk and get the fuck out. And he's like, I can't do that. What's dad talking about? Oh, he thinks Chester's a gangster or something. And Herman's like, well, that's why you're in love with him. I'm going to run off with him and have his babies and have a different life. <laughs> Herman, he's just a plain, ordinary guy. <laughs> Lily then says, why are you always doubting my love? <laughs> oh, I <remember. sighs> wow. Man. Which he has never done once. <laughs> Well, okay. no, <laughs> Till now. Not, well, did he 
Did he do it when she was a model? I think he was just jealous that she was a model and was out of the house. Yeah, he just wanted her to get fired yes. for some reason. Yeah. The, the episode with uh, when Lester shows up, he's over there trying to spy. Oh, when she gets the true. job. Yeah, with yeah. the the fortune telling the, the tea shop or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she's just over there talking to the guy all the time, the yeah. the owner of it or whatever. She made a friend basically, and he he was freaked out about it. That's the only time through forty six other episodes that mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. And even then, she's like, him? No. Like, yeah. Are you insane? Look at him. He's too handsome. <laughs> like, literally, we're in episode eight. I want to say minimum five of the previous seven episodes have been about Lily thinking Herman's cheating. I, yes. Yeah. Something about that. And, and thus, this, I, when she said that, I just was like, come. I, I that's, like, that's what I did too. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, and I told my wife, I'm like, this is why the show only lasted for the two seasons i'm like they're just rerunning these concepts and she's like uh whatever you say and <laughs> like went back to like reading her book or something <laughs> yeah, like i made her turn off a different movie so i could watch the episode really quick uh, she doesn't watch along with you, you don't movie? have a tablet or something you can uh watch them on your computer maybe well, I, ha- whoa, I, whoa, I can't, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't that do that like i'm streaming. uh that's oh, streaming that's right. i have to i put it the dvd in i'll and i'll have to show you how to sit on the kitchen table crisscross applesauce yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, and meditate until you travel through time. As the uh, director's intended. Yeah, she was watching uh, RRR. I would need well, to watch a, that. That's yeah. a great film. If and, I had seen that um, on Netflix, which I haven't. Yeah, yeah I, if, if I knew it was on there, I would have seen half of it. And then I was like, we got to stop. There's monsters, but I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> scream. I'm going to call. Okay, Keith, calm down. Yeah. Just RRR. Yeah. Um, we stop, 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 stop. And, yeah, I was just like, this is why this show doesn't last very long, though. Like, because she's just harped on him for five out of seven episodes. And now she's like, oh, mm-hmm. why do you always think I'm doing this? He's never thinking you're doing that. It's never. like the writers have no self-awareness about like the mm-hmm. other episodes they've written. Like, nope. or, or they write these and they film all of them in like two weeks time. And, once. and then, yeah. <laughs> and then they yeah. sift them apart to make coherent ish episodes. Yeah. Whichever ones get edited first, get thrown into the queue next. <laughs> what it doesn't matter. A bunch of scenes. And they're like, I have a hospital scene ah. here. And they're like, wait a minute, I have a scene where Herman mentions a hospital. Let's put those in the same episode. They didn't mm. even write like a script. They yeah. just wrote like little nope. scenes, uh, like thousands of little scenes. It would, it would solve, it would answer a lot of the questions I have. Mm-hmm. Because I think at it, one point we'd mentioned that there, we'd always mentioned there's no continuity between episodes. And I think we'd mm-hmm. mentioned one time this season that there's no continuity between scenes anymore. It's like each one's <laughs> our own separate universe. And the only time, the only times they have had any uh, little bits of continuity so far, they're out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the doctor in the first season, and then also Lily talking about doing the child psychology after she yes. just ripped in the previous episode about it. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, so they just grab these things. And they're like, "Oh, uh, whatever one's next and ready to go, just send it over. We'll, we'll air that this week." Let me just, um, maybe they just have the actors like, yeah. "All right, you wing it. Let's see what you got." And then they like, <laughs> "Yeah, mm-hmm. like, we got nothing. They're all running on fumes." Mm-hmm. It's 1965, dude. We don't. Nothing else has happened in the world. Just yeah, spouses cheating on one another. That's right. So yeah. from there, Lily's like, "Quit doubting me. You're a fucking moron. I'm taking the kids. We're going shopping." Fade to Herman on the phone warning Mr. Leonard. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Leonard gets off the phone. Hey, boys, it was a goofball monster, and he rented a room to a cop, but he thinks the cop is a crook, and he's out for our furs. We got to get out of here on the double. Great. So then 
<laughs> we get uh, this weird moment <laughs> where the four of them are a high speed packing furs mm-hmm. into like like clothing boxes like you would mm-hmm. wrap for Christmas right? yep. or get yep. from the department store. And the canned audience is so pleased at what's going on right <laughs> This here. isn't even funny. This they're like, weird. oh, they're like laughing and like, they're not, what, what are we, what are we so excited for? Oh my for God, here? they're moving in fast motion. <laughs> yep. I've never seen this before. Wow. Now, I had to like, I rewound this a little bit. After mm-hmm. watching it once, I rewound it uh, back. They eventually, like, as they're moving around, they knock over all the boxes. Uh-huh. And I think when they knock them over, there's no furs in the box. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that, that's at least what it looked like to me. So they just they stacked up all these big, giant, like, coat box type things. And then mm-hmm. when they knocked Brand them down, they weren't, they weren't expecting them all, like, fall enough of them to fall open. <laughs> yes. yes you need to add that to the imdb goofs page yeah mm-hmm. and they couldn't go back and digital what if the director went back now to add in the first digital <laughs> because it's finally they have the technology Ezra the Stone did it mm-hmm. yeah wow. i'm i'm sure the streaming versions over on peacock would have that but not that. <laughs> yeah the, the george lucas cut endorsed by tibbles <laughs> So right, yeah, no. always bug me. There should have been first in there. No, so there's like two Bantas walking in the background, and, mm-hmm. and there's uh, yeah. Elmore, Elmore Leonard watched this episode, then told him, Hey, you must sub. <laughs> I know a guy, hold on, calls up, <laughs> calls old George. George is like, I can't, yeah. man, I got just the thing. <laughs> yep, <laughs> 5,000 squids floating across the screen. You can't see what's going on for half the scene, yeah. And yeah, in the background, uh, there's a bunch of like. Those those dual pods guy <laughs> cloud city flyer things going around. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but those were always my favorite because mm-hmm. they make zero sense in the atmosphere. They don't have wings of any variety. <laughs> Somehow they nope, fly. Yeah. Uh, those like yellow ones with the silver like no, they're like no, no, they're orange. They look like um, orange. They look like just solid orange candy corns. There's two of them, and they're ooh. connected in the middle by a bar. Yeah. The pointy parts ah. point forward. And they're just like only in the cloud city and they don't go in space. They just fly around the atmosphere, <laughs> which would be impossible. And they would, uh, they would, they would, the toy would separate apart <laughs> and then would never like stay back together. So you yeah. always eventually just had one. Yeah. That you were flying people around in. Cause back then the toys had to like disassemble for like battle, mm-hmm. right? Like you pretend yeah. like you got hit by a tie fighter and it would explode. Yeah, even though it, you never saw these things explode at all, they basically no, escort they somebody were, in. They were, they're like taxis. Right? Mm-hmm, like, for the most part, yeah. Battleships. They were not meant for battle, yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, high speed packing, canned audience, loving it. Cut to Grandpa and Herman in the living room. Grandpa has a booby trap. He's like, I've outdone myself, Herman. I totally oh, done it. And then we get the following clip. Oh. Herman, this time I've outdone myself. I created the perfect trap here to mad that dirty crook Chester. <laughs> now, first I show Chester a cartridge. Very cleverly, I get Chester to select the card with the cord attached to it. <laughs> when the cord is pulled, this activates the blowtorch. Come on. Through the rope holding the battle axe. What battle axe? That battle axe. Here's where the anvil comes in. What anvil? That 
I don't think you have all the bugs worked out of your crook trap yet. No, Herman, you ninny, you were standing in the wrong place. The anvil hits the couch, which sends it flying into the air like a seesaw, sending Chester flying through the air, down the trap door, into the dungeon where you are waiting. He has a card wrapped with a rope, and the rope is just like blatantly like <laughs> strung to underneath grandpa's armpit, like hanging straight up from the ceiling, no slack mm-hmm. whatsoever. No. <laughs> yeah. You pull yeah. the card, it activates the blowtorch, which burns yeah. the rope, which cuts which releases the battle axe, which cuts the rope, which holds the anvil, and the anvil should fall on the couch. Seesaw chester into the air into the, instead of just dropping the anvil on the man which is, <laughs> right which would work or right blow torch yeah. him to death. or blow torch him right <laughs> oh well or just have herman walk up and grab him oh yeah crush yeah. him like a grape like have yeah. him hide behind the have him hide behind the corner and when he comes out he can just grab him and walk right downstairs with him as He's... opposed to uh, hoping that the anvil, which based on the size of the one they had there, probably is not as heavy as they need to move that couch and somebody sitting in it. Plus the stupid cord behind him, just that's so like so suspicious. I know it's it's yeah ridiculous. yeah because when he actually has to do it too, like later on, like he actually adjusts it to make sure it's back under his arm. <laughs> yep. Like what? The- Chester has still not seen Herman. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. So your plan is. Far more prudent, Keith. Just have Herman grab the man. Works, makes sense. Pressure like a grape. They're not going to do that. They're going to reset the trap and get ready for Chester. They reset the tra- trap. Flip cut two. Grandpa's on the couch and Herman's poking his head up from the trap door. <coughs> Herman is giddy. He wishes Lee was there to see it all. And then Chester comes in. Herman's, you know, stay down there, Herman. Grandpa gets him to sit on the couch and then do the trick. Pulls out the card, and then everything goes flawlessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blowtorch, rope, battle axe, anvil, anvil, end of the couch, which I don't know why it would see some because it's not on a fulcrum, but no. that's just a mm-hmm. technicality. Sends Chester flying through the air mm-hmm. in such a way he turns into a very obvious dummy. <laughs> which was a great <laughs> shot seeing that dummy go flying yes. into the basement. Flies right into the trapdoor of the basement. I'm like, this is where he's going to see Herman. He lands on Herman's lap. Herman catches him, but he's unconscious. Yeah, he's out cold. He's out cold. I mean, I guess it worked. But it was truly an epic battle. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the epic showdown between the all that is good, the righteous, and uh, <laughs> the, the virtuous. Sin. And the sin. <laughs> yeah. From there, we cut to my favorite shot in this entire episode. Herman and Grandpa are looking down at the camera, which is down at Chester through the trap door. Mm-hmm. It is such an amazing shot. <laughs> well, they use the same camera type thing um, another time with supposed to be Lily looking at Herman. Yeah. So this they must have gotten like, ooh, we got some new technology to use this week. <laughs> like we got a new camera. Yeah. Let's look it up because it's a very different looking shot than anything else in the show. Yeah. They're looking down. Herman's taunting him, and Grandpa's like, oh, don't bug him. He'll be tied up down there for a while. Mm-hmm, they slam right. the trap door. You see Chester, he's gagged, and he's chained to Herman's slab with all sorts mm-hmm. of different modes of yeah. tying. Mm-hmm. Plus the anvil sitting on top of his legs. The anvil's on his ankles. They're going to misery him. 
Oh, yeah. Like, this, this <laughs> yeah. is my question. How long are they going to leave him down there? I don't know. Forever. Like, just forever? Or are they going to throw... They haven't gone this far in their plan. From the way Herman's speaking, like, he wants this man dead. Like, are they just going to mm. leave him down mm-hmm. there to suffer until, you know, Maybe Grandpa's going to do, like, tests on him or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cut mm-hmm. him open while he's alive and feed him his liver. <laughs> yeah, and then turn it to chopped liver and, like, replace <laughs> it himself. Well, he has to find out all those, the animal pills that are in that one bottle. Oh, he has to yeah, figure out here. which ones are which. Here, take this one. Turns into a <laughs> slug or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, Herman and Grandpa, they're upstairs. We're going to be heroes. All we have to do is call the police. And just as they're going to call the police, the phone rings, and Herman assumes, well, it's got to be Lily, so I'm going to let her know what a hero I am. And, and it turns out it wasn't Lily. It was somebody looking for Lieutenant Skinner. He's like, I don't know, Lieutenant Skinner, wrong number, pal. And he hangs up, and then the phone doesn't ring again. So you would think that, oh, I must dial the wrong number. I'll call again. And he would call the number right. back. Yeah. Didn't happen. And then grandpa goes, wait a minute. Skinner, isn't our star border uh, that <laughs> named phrase. Skinner? Uh, and grandpa's like, oh, Her- oh, Herman, I think you're right. But they said lieutenant, and he he's clearly, it can't be Lieutenant Skinner. Uh, then but then but then they do maybe he's in the air force now he doesn't look at air type maybe he's the Salvation right. Army no what? Lieutenant Governor I like that as, as an option <laughs> no no well then the only other type of lieutenant if if that lieutenant and then that means police lieutenant oh no so obviously let's go let him let's go let him out let's go let him out but Herman says if you're a cowboy grandpa. I just say you said a very discouraging word. <laughs> <laughs> they had that joke sitting around. We're like, we gotta find a place to use this one. It's gold. Oh, shit, we forgot to use it during the Bronco Buster episode. Any of the cowboy episodes? Right. No, get it in there. We forgot yes. the one where Herman dressed up like a cowboy, walks around a saloon, and does all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dang. So now we fade. To- they've just discovered they have a police lieutenant named Skinner. Chester Skinner, which is an amazing name. They booby trapped and launched him into the into the dungeon and then tied him and put an anvil on him, much like Thor would put Mjolnir on somebody to keep yes. him from moving. Yep. Uh actually crush his ankles. <laughs> on the guy's ankles. It's in the basement. They're like, oh. So he fade too. Grandpa's on the couch, and Herman's very upset. He's pacing. And the Lily kids come walking in, and they have the biggest shitting grin on their face when they walk in. <laughs> like they just did something like don't yeah. tell anybody, but they walk in and then the face goes from 12 to six. Quack, quick, quack, quick. Uh, Lily is like, was happy. Not any happy. What's going on? Why are you so upset? Herman? It's like, Oh, I got something to tell you. Grandpa and I do too. Why'd you tell him? Grandpa. Grandpa says not for a million dollars. We have a cop tied up in the dungeon. Made me laugh out loud. Made me laugh out loud. That sentence delivery, there was a pause. What is it, Uncle Herman? We got a cop tied up in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, the other part, though, is like he's really giving Grandpa this look when, when they walk in. Like, it's all Grandpa's it's all fault. It's all his fault, yeah. And and it's not. He's the one who's been pushing the whole thing i mean grant is grandpa's little trap is the way they work but herman's the one who's been pushing this yeah whole thing about there being a problem yeah it's amazing but the whole we got a cop tied up in the dungeon 
is like from Coen Brothers or a Tarantino movie or something. Yes. It's like, here comes uh, Mr. Blonde. He's going to drag him out and cut off his ear and coat him mm-hmm. in gasoline. Who knows what's <laughs> going to go on here, right? Right. <laughs> Herman dance around to stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, that is an amazing visual. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we got a cop tied up in the dungeon. What cop? Our star border said it again. Mm-hmm. Herman doesn't know what to, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> Get a cop. <laughs> we got to kill him. We got to kill him. <laughs> That's what it is. We have to kill him. We yep. got to kill him and bury him. No one knows who is here. And then Liz like, shut the f- I'm going to go untie him and try to explain to him that you're a dumb, foolish, not headed nitwit. And he goes, yes, dear. <laughs> if you have any trouble convincing him, I'll come right down. <laughs> and kill him. And she's yep. like, no, get the hell out of here. I don't want any help from you. Fade to the final commercial break. Now remember, anything can trigger credits. <laughs> Mo- usually true. the most hilarious thing. Oh, yeah. They always save the best for last. So Lillian Chester sitting on the couch. He's got like a bandage on his head. Marilyn's pouring some tea. Chester, how many lumps would you like? Lily's and <laughs> freaks Chester out. Oh, no, no more lumps. But Lily's like, you know. Can you forgive my idiot husband? Chester's like, I'd like to. But, uh, you know, he let Leonard and his gang get away. And there's some of the biggest fences in the country. Wow. So these are some high profile crooks. Then. Yes. Okay. And right at that moment, the door opens. Yoo-hoo, there's Herman with Leonard and one of his <laughs> cronies. He's holding them by the collar. Wow. And Lily, Lily is pissed. What did you do now, you stupid asshole? You're going to put them in the basement, lock them up? <laughs> Chester's like, no, that's Leonard and one of his gang. How'd you do it? How'd you catch these guys? I use the old noodle. And then we actually have a payoff of something that happens earlier in the episode. Yeah, I like Spot this. brought home their bumper earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. So I let him sniff it and Spot tracked him. They weren't even halfway down the block. So really, you could have yeah. looked out the window and caught him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But spot ran him down. <laughs> they haven't gotten away very fast. Chester mm-hmm. is appreciative. Oh, this is great. But I wish you would have caught them all. Don't worry, I did. Spot's got them out front. <laughs> You'll find Spot is detaining them right outside. Spot's they, detaining them? <laughs> you look outside. I imagine he was like gulping them down his throat. <laughs> you would think that, except there's a smashed up car out there. Two guys sitting there going, uh. A giant spot tail laying on the hood that leads to nothing. <laughs> yes, there's no yeah, more yeah. spot besides I, that. He managed to like tail. very much flatten himself out on the back side of the car mm-hmm. so you can't see him. Hmm. Or maybe uh, that is just what spot looks like. Yeah. <laughs> he's a car. <laughs> he's part <laughs> smashed car. up car. Yeah. yeah. And and he's transparent on side. He ate those two guys. He could see in the stomach. Yes. So Herman mm-hmm. says. As they say on Perry Mason, I guess that wraps up another case. And I was ready to hit stop right there because <laughs> one, it was hilarious. And oh, I sure. knew that had to be the end. Uh-huh. But it wasn't. Herman then lifts up the hands of hands of Leonard and the dude. Chester walks up and cuffs him and takes him off. Credits. Oh, I'm so glad they waited that extra five seconds to have that at the <laughs> end. <laughs> Wow. Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. They killed it. 
they sometimes they knock it out of the park at the end. They knocked it out of the park at the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they kill it just like Herman wanted to kill Chester. Yep. I am. I like the fact that Herman's reference is actually even uh, good for today with Perry Mason because I get oh, that because there's HBO Perry Mason. Yeah, except yeah. he never says anything about. Well, that's another case solved. He doesn't. He's yet to say that at he all. He doesn't say episode. that at the end of every episode. No, no. Probably because the whole season, the whole season is one case. So I mean, <laughs> it doesn't work out that way for him. At the end of that, at the end of the season. Well, yeah. that's another one. I wonder if we'll have more. And then you find out it's been renewed, and then like, yes, there's another episode. Yep, another case. Well, but this time he'll be like, just like that old Monsters episode. Looks like- <laughs> As they say on the Monsters, darn, 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 darn. <laughs> so there it was, gents. Season two, episode eight, number forty-six in the books. <clears throat> Lily's <sighs> Star Border. What did y'all think? I was hoping that we came back after a few weeks of not recording. And, you know, just that natural cleansing of the system for a little bit. We'd come back and, it, like, I'd be enthused about what I saw. And I No. From the name of the episode on through to the stupid stuff about Herman, like, worried about her cheating all of a sudden and all this. Like, why don't you two just get an open relationship, uh, open marriage <laughs> at this point? But, like, it, it just, it's so bad. All the way yeah. through, I, I, it's, it's a struggle to really try and the, the second season so far has been a, a much bigger disappointment for me than I thought, and this is just another one of those, uh, you know, ways that they do it. It's just like, uh, well, at least we got a lot of spot in the episode, I guess. I'm kind of with you. I felt like, um, I was hoping that, yeah, a little bit of a, a break, a palate cleanser would bring me back strong, and it didn't. I was kind of bored through a lot of this, but. You know, I'll give it credit because it does do some stuff that we were kind of like annoyed with in the first season. Like it improves upon like by actually setting things up and paying them off, mm-hmm. which is always nice. But it's weird how some of those older episodes I enjoyed more than this, even though this one maybe like as on a structural level is more clean. I don't know if that's fair to say or not. Maybe not. But um, it's it's just kind of boring and slow and it's not that funny. And I mean. It's weird seeing Lily get mad about uh, Herman getting jealous because she's always the one getting jealous. Um, I don't know. It feels like the the writers really don't have any self-awareness for what they write. Mm. And just the title is just so confusing. Like Star Border. Shouldn't there be like multiple boardies for there to be a Star Border? Like the (laughs) best of them all? They only have one. I mean, by default, I guess he's the Star Border because he's the only border, but... Anyways, yeah, and not one of my favorites. I'm kind of disappointed. I agree with everything that's been said. Uh, I am very tired of the infidelity angle of season two because mm-hmm. it's been every episode just about it. It's just mm-hmm. tiring. And, and every episode is the same. It is every episode is the same. And as we were talking about this one, we made me the discovery that this is just like the autumn crocus episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of it being a crook, it's a cop. And it's yep. just like, oh. and there's a booby trap in that one too. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Booby trap that was supposed to basically kill her, mm-hmm. and she fell down the stairs. Yeah, no, the, no, it was supposed to kill, kill her. Grandpa, right? Or Herman? One of the kill, two. No, Grandpa. Yeah, and then it ends up she fell for it, and it didn't kill her. You know, it's just <laughs> like it's almost the same episodes. Wow! Holy yeah. smokes! But at least it's a kind. It's fresh in the way that they haven't reused it quite as often as yeah. the other ones. I guess. I guess we. If I had to give it a compliment, 
least- I guess the yeah, the highlight for me is that it wasn't they hid Herman from Chester the entire episode. And at the end, he just busts in. He's mm. like, "Hello!" <laughs> and like, nobody <laughs> even flinches. But he also—they don't really—they don't really hide him. He just continues to like leave the house and like not yeah. stick around or anything. It's not like they're trying to scam me, but he just no. But like, I mean, go that, to work, that's, Herman. That's what they keep doing, though, in those episodes where it's like Herman conveniently <clears throat> leaves and yeah. somebody walks in, and they did that whole thing here. Even even the guys, the the crooks from across the street, they just called him a goofball. Like they've mm-hmm. met the guy apparently on several occasions, like mm-hmm. nothing. They don't get bothered by him. It's a weird yeah. episode. Well, we know what we think. I didn't like it. And you guys don't like it either. But mm-hmm. what did people on IMDb think? And now uh, I said people because there's multiple reviews. What? Oh, oh really? is he back? Is he back? CC the moving, the moving, the movie man hyphen one. Has not returned. Oh, Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four has <laughs> in October good. of two, 2018. Okay. He says it's this one's titled The Monsters Rent a Room, which could have been the episode title. That's been a like, mm, way better that. title. And Ten then times yeah. better. Lily rents a spare room with a man with a secret occupation. Herman is suspicious and jealous. Cool. Recap, recap, recap. Funniest scene is Grandpa's trap that sends Chester flying mm. through the air okay. into the dungeon. Great. Yep. Recap, recap. That's it. No score. One of one found it helpful. He didn't score. Uh, that's right. He doesn't score. He doesn't leave scores. But picking up the slack in September 27th of 2022. Okay. Very recently. That is recent, actually. Mm. That was like right after the movie came out. Oh. And it, it could be someone that listens to these episodes. Kelly oh. Lulu said this to say. It's called The Perfect Border. Uh, she, she didn't listen to these episodes, though. <laughs> it was staring everyone in the face. That's opening sentence. And then we got recap, recap, recap. Uh, Herman and Grandpa nearly ruined the un- undercover uh, uh, operation. Recap, recap, mm-hmm. recap. Charles Skinner was the perfect man for Maryland. Uh, uh, probably about yeah. all of them, and Marilyn would never be happy with a man who didn't accept her family. It was unheard of for anyone other than kids to take to the family so easily. Yes, I would like to think he would return someday. Yes, mm-hmm. maybe it is yeah. a listener. Eight out of ten. You know, awesome. But even like uh, what the prince guy, like he was a little shook up at first, but mm-hmm. he wasn't but even like he wasn't like i gotta get the hell out of here he's just mm-hmm. eddie did that weird that weird like thing <laughs> We're gonna have you for dinner yeah and <laughs> yeah that, that laugh and he still didn't take off running so like yeah I'm, but he didn't see herman until the end yeah that's true um but yeah so this would be uh yeah i hope the guy come that that's a good thing that he come back he's you know maybe they can work on another crime type thing uh going on again at some mm-hmm. point oh christ or oh, or like or that. or he comes back with his real thing of where he is a uh, monster hunter and he is back to kill one of the monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. That oh, and then revolvers. it's like a forbidden love. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The revolvers filled yep. with silver bullets. Yeah, he gets her to fall in love with him so that way he can get a little bit closer, and then, bam. Yeah. What we didn't comes- see is that. That bullet went through the wall and hit Igor, and that, that's why we haven't <laughs> seen him. I like that review. That's a good point. I like that's what I did like about that this new character, Chester, is that he wasn't phased. He was 
Mm. It's something different. It's not the classic, like, oh my God, it's a freaky yeah. woman and an old man. You know, it's like, oh, yep. hey guys, I want them in the room, please. Thinking of this man as a monster hunter, the final episode of the monsters has to end with just him and Eddie left, and he has to, he's stuck with the moral dilemma of killing a child who is a monster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not forget, he's a monster. That's and true. Probably a threat to society. That's oh, why yeah. the monster hunter's on the case. But that's like the final shot of the monsters, and it fades to black. Oh. And it's like he's putting bullets in the revolver, and there's just Eddie it's trapped ambiguous. in the corner. Yeah, there was oh. no, there was no moral dilemma in killing Marilyn. It was, uh, he's, well, he's down ma- Eddie. Well, that that's what happened. Like Eddie killed Marilyn or something like that. This is your fault. Oh, you yeah. brought him into the house, and then Eddie, little wolf boy, <laughs> oh, yeah. rips out her he's throat. Reverted. <laughs> he's reverted back yeah. to see to pilot Eddie. Oh, oh God, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, look, yeah. If it was Pilot Eddie, I got no moral quantities <laughs> of this. <laughs> yeah, there's no, just, just kill him. We should, should kill him in episode two. <laughs> oh, well. Well, there it is, gents. We did it. We survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every shit cloud has a silver lining. So what, <laughs> I- <laughs> what in this episode makes you go, all right, monsters, I'll give you one more chance. I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, it- if it's not the next episode, it's some episode here in the season that um, Herman or Lily actually cheat on the other one because oh. then it justifies everything. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to go too dark with it, but like, if you're gonna go with this so much, like, give us the episode where it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olga comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we let's let's have let's meet some of uh, the people down at the parlor, and it turns out there's a young lady who works there, and Herman's being a philanderer, cheating with her, and it gives gives justification for the rest of the stuff, uh, and also okay. fits in perfect if it's out of order. Like it, it's okay. continuity wise, it makes no sense that suddenly he's there. Why has Lily been mad for like eight out of the ten episodes of the season? Well, because of this thing in episode twelve. Hmm. Maybe that's the art of this. Uh... This monster season yeah. is the it was it's like a, a choice that they've done this out of order so that at the end you piece it all together yourself mm-hmm. and you can create your own narrative. That's what I think I'm looking forward to is finally figuring out this puzzle. Like what is the real timeline <laughs> order of the monster season two? Like mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out no well, no, 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 Lily's mad about this in this episode, so she couldn't have done it in this episode. Like I think I think maybe Keith's onto something. I think maybe this was this intentional. The producers really were ahead of the time, you know, very Lynchian in this way, you know. Yeah, well, this wall with all this thread and, and everything that I have going yeah, on I here. Say, you know, the guys are like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and yeah. Seven here. What it, oh, what what is it? The uh what's the, the Star Morgan Wars um, Seven, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What it was it with Star Wars? Like there's the 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 certain cut that you're supposed to watch oh, all of them in the order. Vader cut. Yeah, the one that makes sense all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a like a Herman cut that you're supposed Herman to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, where, it, it where suddenly everything is in perfect order and makes sense. And oh. any oh, listeners yeah. out there have the Herman mm-hmm. cut? Let us know, and uh, we'll think about watching it. Let me just rewatch all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll not. think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah. Oh, because the one where they're working on the dock and they're flirting with each other and they don't know it. That seems that should be a little bit earlier on because that kind of sets the uh, puts the seed mm-hmm. out there that yeah, oh, may, that, may, that we can cheat on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you, and it, and it moves. 
it moves the Olga one further to the end because obviously Herman's already cheated a bunch of times. So he's now moved on to a bear. On to bears. He's on yeah. weird, mm. weird and unusual. I am a boy. Um, <laughs> yes. Maybe, <laughs> that is, maybe that's what he does. I am so, a girl. So Keith wants... <laughs> Keith wants there to be some fucking Terry wants to figure out <laughs> what the story that. is. You, um, in a way you did. You, you said you, you wanted to see them cheat that. on It's the like, just one. give it to us already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Me, right. uh, you know what? I, I want to see... He is the worst. The worst. <laughs> well, wanna... We can't get too adult on the show, right? No. Keith. Nah. Um, not too adult. Um, what do I want to see? Holy shit, I don't know if I want to see anything. Yeah, you know what? I want to see. You know, today we had owl eggs and vulture livers. Mm, yeah, that we got to keep ramping up the weird foods. So they they eat in every You're episode. Right. Yeah, let's give us some more weird food. What's the weird food next time? Yeah, Let, let's get away from vultures. We've heard that many times. Let's try yes. something. Owls different. was different. Well, well, they have they have they have vultures out in the backyard, so that does seem to make a little bit of sense. Oh, okay. that's true. You know, they got vulture eggs before. And now they've apparently moved on. I heard one. Yeah, yeah they Man. yeah. Exactly. They had bat yogurt or something like that one time. Oh yeah, bat yeah, bat yogurt. Mm. I don't know if that mm. was actually from Igor or not, but that was oh, yeah. Mm. Um, gross. Yeah, they got they got from somewhere. But yeah, like what other what other stuff? Like, can they raise another mm. animal of some sort? Um, and and you know, give us some weird food. Right? Yeah, yes, please. Like werewolf checks, snake checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we did it. We survived another one of these things. Known as the monsters and the retelling of it, um, gents, you guys got anything to to plug and or promote? I couldn't even tell you the date this episode comes out. Yeah, no, nothing that uh, nothing that's anything major right now. No, no, okay. no, no, I don't either. I don't either. So I no. guess all that's left oh. then. Oh wait, Terry, you, know, you guys should listen to the Midnight Riders podcast. I'll throw oh, that out wow. there. First, I've heard of it. Yeah, I, Derek and Keith are on there, and uh, it's always an interesting listen. You know, I'm not a writer myself, but I like hearing about the creative process and these guys. They they do a competition where they they do the screenwriting stuff <laughs> from prompts that are given by judges, and they talk about that. They break down their process and their approaches, and it's it's all very interesting. You should check yeah. it out, Terry. Thank you for the kind words. With that mm. said, we should end this as we mercifully end every episode. Yeah. With uh, this, I guess. There are things in heaven and on earth beyond the comprehension of man. <laughs> I'm out. Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. 
You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.